to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Well, hello and happy new year, friends. My name is Julie Graham, your co-host of This Grit and Grace Life. And I'm Darlene Brock, and it is 2020, right, Julie? It is finally 2020. Remember, I've been saying for a while that it's 2020? Yeah, you have, Oops. actually. And I've been like in the 1900s or something. <laughs> but yeah, you've been close to where it is now. Well, we are officially in not just a new year, but a new decade. Like, that feels extra special. It does feel extra special. It feels like it should be significant. So we're going to start this year out saying it should be significant, aren't we? I love how in the show notes, you actually wrote down that it feels like it should be a TV show. I did, Because yeah. it is a TV show, I Dar. know. <laughs> I know. Well, actually, I know that now. You didn't now know when you wrote I it. <laughs> I did it. I put, oh, that sounds like a TV show name. And then just a few minutes ago, you went, Dar, it is a TV show. <laughs> did you forget? Well, obviously, yes, I did. Obviously, it's not on your DVR. Not one that you watch. <laughs> no, it's not. But yeah, 2020, it, it feels like the beginning of a new era, a new, um, a new beginning. And that's kind of the beauty of the new year. We are almost forced to start a new page, start a new chapter. And for some of us, 2019 was our best year. Mm, but for some of us, it was a tough year. Yeah. yeah. M- maybe 2019 was hard, or maybe the last 19 years have been hard. And, you know, as we look back in the last couple weeks of um, articles that we were posting at the Grit and Grace Project, we noticed that our writers were talking about difficult things. Um, and we know our life inspires our work. I know it inspires this podcast. And so our writers are inspired by the circumstances they're facing. And so we had a lot of things like you know, challenging relationships or getting along with relatives during the holidays, things that maybe speak to a little bit more difficult circumstances, which is great and important. But we wanted to kick off the new year with that mindset kind of being flipped upside down and looking at things from the positive. I always have to remind myself, Julie, that life is really good. You know, when I'm looking at the things that have been difficult, I tend to just focus on the wrong stuff. But that's not true. Every morning we wake up to another great day. I totally agree with you. However, let's be honest and acknowledge the fact that there are a lot of us who really struggle to stay in that mindset. Some of us are just more negative in the way we view things. We almost can't help it. So if you're one of those people, you might be hearing us say, it's 2020, let's start the new year strong and be so excited and be happy and focus on our goals and focus on our blessings. And you're sitting there thinking, I don't know how, because you don't understand how difficult my life is or how hard the things I've been facing are. And we want to acknowledge that but also put into place some practical things we can do to combat that and to really start fresh. Yeah. And I'm a person who makes lists for absolutely everything in the Mm -hmm. entire world. I have list of my list virtually, but I think a good exercise to do is make a list, make a list of the good things in your life, whether it's your best outfit or a special relationship or a beautiful day, and also make a list of your challenges. Go ahead and write them down. And if you really compare them after spending some time doing it, More often than not, you'll go, wow, the good really does outweigh the bad. I mean, especially if you almost force yourself to write down all of the good things that maybe they seem insignificant, but they're still a blessing. Like 
I just did this super long road trip, which by the way, we survived. Yay. It was awesome. <laughs> we had an excellent trip. Um, of course, there were some ghastly, horrible moments, but <laughs> overall, the trip was amazing. And there was one point we were driving through the mountains and I've seen mountain scenery a sure. lot. Yeah, you have. Um, I'm not a nature girl. No. I think that's obvious about me, mm-hmm. but I do genuinely enjoy both the sunrise and the sunset, like a lot. Um, and so I would write on my list the fact that I had the opportunity to see the sunrise and the sunset in multiple states over the holiday season. Yeah. And for me, you know, we just finished the holidays with my family and, you know, I have a little four-year-old boy following me around asking question Mm -hmm. after question after question. And, you know, I feel the need as the noni to provide complete answers. And there's a point where I'm like, okay, I'm kind of exhausted right now, Bubby, but you know, one more question. And then I look at him and think, your little brain is just absorbing so much amazing stuff. And that's pretty incredible. Yeah. I definitely have those moments with Lincoln where he's asking me a million questions or challenging me and I get frustrated and annoyed, but then I I catch myself stopping and saying, you're actually talking to me though. You're not just looking at the tablet and watching something or you're not asking for something in this moment. You're genuinely just trying to connect with me. And I think that's kind of what we're talking about in this exercise of forcing yourself to sit down and really take an inventory on purpose of all of the good things. And I think you're right. The summary will be life actually is good. Another thing, Julie, I think that is incredibly important is what you think about. What goes on in your brain? Are you concentrating on the positive things? Are you concentrating on the hurts or the negatives or the challenges? What you think about makes a huge difference in your attitude and view of life. We have definitely talked about this before on the show, but it's something that is so easy to forget because as women, we want to control things and we want everything to be perfect and we want everything to be on our schedule and wow, that almost never actually works out. Nope, not at all. <laughs> None of that genuinely happens. Nope. It's not just you, okay? So if, if you're sitting there thinking my life is horrible, nothing ever happens in the time frame I want it to, there's always annoying problem after annoying problem, it literally is everybody's life. It is. And why do we care so much? Why do we want to control absolutely everything? Some of the things that hit us unexpectedly are pretty awesome too. That's a good point. That's a good change of perspective. That is an example of choosing to focus on the positive and instead of the negative. So what are some benefits of actually taking the the defensive position of guarding your mind against finding the negative in a situation and instead focusing on the positive? Well, you know, Mayo Clinic on, you know, I Googled it. Of course I did. Mayo Clinic actually had a list of things that do change when you focus on the positive. You know, the first one, Julie, is a longer lifespan. You are going to live longer. And how do you feel about that? Yay. <laughs> I don't know. This is the struggle for me. Like, I want to live a long and happy life, but mm-hmm. I kind of have an idea that I don't want to be like super old. <laughs> I don't know. So am I sending a mixed message right now? Like, 
yay, I yay. want us to think positively and I want to live a really long time, but I kind of also just want to go be with Jesus where I don't have to worry about yeah. all the things. I want to be able to roller skate when I'm 92. And if I can't, you know, take me home. <laughs> Deuces, I'm out. Um, okay. So, but the goal here is that when we focus on the positive, we do live a longer life, which should be something we're excited about. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> yay. Okay. Another one they said is that you suffer less depression. Mm-hmm. See, that right there is worth it. It is. Now, for some of us, though, who are bent toward depression or struggle with anxiety, this can be one that you're kind of like in this vicious cycle of, but I'm thinking negatively, so it's hard for me to find the positive, which keeps me depressed, and I don't know what to do, and it's just a circle. It goes round and round and round. And I'll refer back to a previous episode with Dr. Zoe where... She talks through um, on episode 107, struggles that women are facing. You'll want to go listen to that one if you haven't yet. But there does come a point where you might need to see somebody if you're struggling with significant lengthy bouts of depression. But to just struggle from time to time with being sad or being disappointed, we do have the power to change our thinking and to choose to focus on the positive. And so that's what we're talking about here, that when we do that, will live longer and suffer less depression. Yeah. And one thing that a side study showed is the words you say to yourself, the pronouns that you use. Do you use me, mine? Do you use those? Or do you use them, they, she, he? If you focus on you, it tends to make you more depressed. If you focus on others, then your perspective changes. And again, not if you're suffering really significant depression. But there are days all of us get pretty darn bummed out. So to change who we're concentrating on can help those days. Yeah. If you find a way to do something for somebody else or to reach out to somebody else just to say hello and to thank them for being in your life or to acknowledge something you appreciate about them, whether it's been something they've done in the past or something you see in them in the future, taking the focus off of yourself and how you feel today and putting it onto someone else really does have uplifting powers. The next one that they pointed out was a lower level of distress. Are you distressed? I know. I'm like, I don't know that I've ever used that phrasing. Like I'm distressed. (laughs) I mean, I do want less distress in my life, but it's easy. I don't know that I can get less than I currently have, but I'm sure there've been moments where I've felt distressed. And again, if you're telling yourself that negative story on repeat, yeah, you do get a point where not only are you depressed, but now you're distressed. Oh, wow. It's a spiral. We're right? just, we're spinning out of control. Are there any other bad words I could throw in here? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Demoralized. You know me. I like alliterations. You I do like alliterations. It. Yes, you do. Here's one that I really love, that you will be resistant to the common cold. Well, there okay. you go. That's a win-win, don't you think? I mean, we had a cold at our table today, we at did. our staff table. I'm yeah. like, wait a second, are we are we all going to get this cold now? Because yeah. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> so if you speak to yourself in a positive manner, you're not going to get the flu this season. I mean, okay. that right there is worth it. So don't have to do the flu shot. We just have to walk around going, I'm not getting the flu. I'm still not getting the flu, right? <laughs> uh, not, not it. I think one of the biggest takeaways that we noticed from the Mayo Clinic research is that when you're able to focus more on the positive than the negative, you develop better coping skills when you do face an actual difficulty in your life. And that's something that we all need for this grit and grace life. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to switch the way we think. And you know what, Julie, the Bible actually has a verse for that too. It is so funny to me that God figures things out before Mayo Clinic. No, I'm saying that facetiously. (laughs) It's in Philippians 4, 8. Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. 
fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Basically, that's a commandment in scripture, but with it comes the promise of these things we've talked about. When we focus on these things, we're going to experience the benefit of focusing on our benefits. Yep. So some practical things, Julie. Let's talk about some what-ifs as if they never happen. What if your child is driving you crazy out of your ever-loving mind? How do you deal with that when you just want to either put them in a room or you go in a room or whatever? Well, I think it's kind of like what we said. I can be annoyed with the incessant questions or I can be thankful that my child is choosing to communicate with me and to interact with me and wants to spend time with me. So it's remembering that these days are not going to last forever, which is a cheesy country song that is so accurate. <laughs> it is. It's true. You know, and then your significant other, the, oh, let's just go to the man you traveled with. You never got irritated on that trip, <laughs> did you? Only like three times, which was <laughs> seriously a record. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. So what do we do when we get irritated with that person in our life, whether it's you know, a, a husband, a boyfriend, a sister, a mother, a father. How do you deal with that? I mean, this one goes right back to the golden rule, right? We treat others the way we want to be treated. If I'm going to get hung up on somebody's tiny little insignificant quirk, then I'm basically saying they're going to do the same thing to me. Instead, I want to say, yeah, it's annoying that he wanted to stop at 3 a.m. to get a hotel room. What's the point at that point? Instead, I should be thankful that he was willing to drive the entirety of our trip except for two hours, that that was a sacrifice he was willing to make for me and for Lincoln and to focus on the good instead of the bad. And who hasn't had an absolutely defeating workday? One where you think everything went sideways. The person that you needed to speak to wasn't available. The paperwork you'd spent hours on was irrelevant. They didn't even want it now. The deal that you thought you were making fell apart. I mean, we we all have those kind of days. You accidentally crashed the website. Oh, I don't know. Did that ever that happen? Was 2016 probs. <laughs> um, yeah, we've all had those days. And it can be easy to then... T- Tell yourself the story that you're worthless and you're stupid or that you're going to now lose this job. But instead, you need to think back to the last presentation that you totally rocked. Or maybe you need to just think back to the day you got that job and the reasons that you were qualified in the first place. Everyone has down moments, but they don't have to turn into down days, weeks, or months. No, and everything is fixable. Mm. Everything is fixable. You know, even the day that you crashed the website, Julie, you know, you were almost mad at me that I wasn't mad at you. <laughs> but in in life, you realize that there's nothing that can't be fixed and improved upon. So coming out of 2019, Dar, what are some things that if you weren't applying this concept of choosing not to focus on the negative and said to look toward the positive, what are some things that could be holding you back and instead things that you want to be focusing on? Mm. If I spend uh, all of my mental energy looking back at the problems that we've just faced and gone through, how this should have been different, or uh, those people should have acted differently, or the heartbreak, I wish it wouldn't have happened, instead of looking back, looking forward, look at now we've turned a corner, now we have some hope, and now I see The people that I love that were struggling are finding their footing, and I am so excited to see where they go and what they accomplish in this year. So 
I'm going to leave behind the struggles of last year, and I'm going to look forward to the things that come about this year. Well, I know I talked a lot last year about some of the struggles I was facing in my mothering. Um, you know, it was a big year for us with Lincoln leaving preschool and going into kindergarten, and then he struggled a lot with you know, kind of being a feisty little boy and being a little disobedient. And then I think he kind of struggled a little bit once we came into the time of the year that was the anniversary of his dad's death. I think he was really processing those kinds of things. Um, And so instead of focusing on all of the bad behavior, um, which really in the grand scheme wasn't even that bad. No, it was not. (laughs) It's it's ridiculous that we have this six color chart that we're living our lives based around (laughs) is the real truth. But, you know, I'm not going to be negative about that. Um, And in 2020, I really want to look for the areas that my son is specifically gifted I want to be purposefully not looking for the areas that he needs to do better, but look at the areas where he's already doing better, that he seems to be naturally talented at and gifted in. And I want to call those things up in him instead of constantly focusing on where he needs to improve his behavior. Mm, I love that. Remind me of that, please. I will. And you'll (laughs) do it. You'll do it. But I think that's true in all of our relationships where we need to look at the good in even the people that we love who are maybe not doing things all that great. You still see a treasured heart or you still see an inquisitive mind or capabilities that there may not be demonstrating right then. You always look for the best. And I think that improves all of our relationships, not just our motherhood. Yeah. And I think even taking that a step more, you know, kind of internalizing that, not only do I want to be looking for the better things in Lincoln, I want to give myself more grace in the fact that I was struggling to do that last year. So I'm not going to dwell on the fact that I constantly told myself I was a bad mom, which is something that I've done. (laughs) Um, I'm going to instead leave that behind and be proud of the fact that I am raising a little boy who shows incredible promise and has a really fun personality and um, can command attention like his mama. I'm going to look at those things and be proud of them and not focus on what I've done wrong or what he's done wrong and instead look forward to the future. You know, one of the things that I've noticed lately with the women that we speak to and the women we work with is they're finding more of themselves. They're figuring out what defines them individually and feeling more comfortable like you, that your motherhood is not defined good or bad. It's simply defined as I'm a mother and some days I have good days and some days I have bad days, but I really am a mother and a great one at that. And I think it's amazing that women are finding their definitions outside of beating up on themselves. Mm. Yeah, I noticed on the report we just got from the website that the number one or number two thing, actually the number one thing that was searched on the website is why has he not committed to me? Which, ladies, the struggle is real. Again, episode 107. Um, But the number two thing that is searched at the Grit and Grace Project is what defines me. And I think you're right. That's something that women all across the nation, all across the world, 
they're struggling with that internal question. And if there's anything we would love to see in 2020 is for the women who hang out in the community at the Grit and Grace Project and listen to this Grit and Grace life is that by the end of 2020, that you're no longer asking yourself that question, what defines me? But instead you're walking in a confidence of, I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know what is good about me and the areas where I bring something to this earth that no one else does. And I'm going to walk with grit and grace in those things. Mm, Love that. Do you know one of the ways that I think you can do that is look to other women Mm. who who have become or are becoming the kind of woman that you want to be Mm. and learn from them. Let them teach you. Let them show you, you know, Mm. tricks and attitudes and the way they deal with life. Learn from them. Learn from their mistakes and their successes. Absolutely. A really wise woman is willing to share with you the mistakes that she made, and you're wise to not repeat them. Yes. (laughs) You know, one source that I love, you know this, Julie, about me, I love historical women. Mm -hmm. I love women through time who have made significant impacts in their culture. And what I have found consistently is there was nothing special about them. They grew up in ordinary lives, in ordinary families, and they just chose to tackle something that perhaps nobody else has, or there was a need that they felt so strongly about they addressed. And I think you can learn a lot from women of history, just the fact that they weren't anything bigger, better, greater, or more significant than you, and you could possibly become that woman of history for the future. When we were on our road trip over the holiday, we went to the Henry Ford Museum in Detroit, and they had there the actual bus that Rosa Parks took her stand on. And I remember when I stepped onto the bus, like literally my entire body got chills just thinking about the incredible strength of that woman and what it must have been like um, to be living in her day and in her skin and in her story and the fact that she chose to take a stand and how that forever changed the course of history. So I think you're right. We're, we're affected by women of, of that have gone before us and we could be that next woman to somebody else. Yeah. And a week before she made that stand, nobody knew her name. And then she became someone who stood for change that needed to happen. Beyond historical women. I mean, you have people in your everyday life who can inspire you, whether that's your friends or your your own mother or your relatives or mentors that you've had. We need to be looking for and investing in and spending time with the people that we want to be like um, and letting them influence us in the way we watch them live their life. Well, and if you've gone through a struggle or you have one ahead of you, sorry, guys, you will at some point. But <laughs> if you do, to find someone who has faced the same challenges that you have faced or will be facing and find out how they handled it. There's no one that understands something more than one who's walked it. So if you can find a woman who has experienced the life things that you are, that's amazingly strong and helpful. If I look back in my own life of 2019, one of the biggest things that happened for me was um, sharing those deep personal truths of what my dysfunctional and um, really unhealthy marriage was like. Um, and you know, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. But doing that, you remember the anxiety that I felt leading up to it. I do. Um, but I had resolved that even though it's going to be hard and I'm opening myself up to potential judgment, 
or misunderstanding. Um, my hope and my prayer was that it would be a blessing and a lesson for someone else. And so that's definitely what I've seen happen as a result of that. I mean, I'm still getting messages from people who are hearing it for the first time or they listened to it when it came out in, I don't know, was it September? Mm-hmm. Um, and months later, they're just now finding the courage to say, hey, I listened to your story and this is this is what I'm walking through or this is how it affected me. Um, and so I would hope that you recognize that there's a piece of your story, whether it's something significant or it's just something that you had to learn through your life circumstances that someone else can benefit from. We've got to be sharing our story. We do. And I think in this next year that we have just entered, 2020, to be able to do this as a community of women where we're walking alongside each other, sometimes we're leading each other, sometimes we're following each other, right. um, to to master this life, to conquer the challenges, to get through the heartbreak, and to do it together. I mean, there's nothing better, strength in numbers, there's nothing better than surrounding yourself with women who love you, support you, offer you hope, pick you up, you pick them up. Um, I think that's really, really important, especially in this season of life and this next year ahead. Life is kind of crazy. If you do it together, it gets a little less so. I know one of our goals for 2020, specifically on This Grit and Grace Life, is to continue to introduce you to more women who you can be inspired by, you can be encouraged as she tells her story. So that's something you'll see a little bit different in the show this year is we are going to be bringing you more women um, because I know Darlene and I love to hear from other women and learn from their experiences as well. So we intend to bring you more shows like that, but don't wait for us to do it. Go look for people who are living their grit and grace life in your neighborhood, in your community, online even, and connect with those people and share your story and hear her story. Okay, so let's just tick back through the things that we can do to start this year right, Julie. First, make a list of the challenges, but the good things in life. Sort them out and realize that there's more good than bad. Second is to intentionally choose to not focus on the negative things, but instead take the positive stance. You're not going to be able to do it in every circumstance, but when you intentionally pause and say, okay, I just said a negative thing to myself, what's a positive thing I can say or focus on instead, you will find that you'll be less distressed. Oh, for (laughs) sure. For sure. Third one, when you're having a really crappy day, can I say that? Yes. Okay, thank you. Um, when you're having one of those, then remember the good days. Remember the the good relationship with that person you had or the success you had. Just don't focus on that bad day. Look back at the successes and the good days. And lastly, look around for someone who can inspire you when you're feeling a little disappointed or discouraged. And remember that at any given moment, you could be the person that is inspiring someone else, even if it's just with having a positive attitude when everything else looks like you should be negative. You could be that next inspirational voice to someone else. So Julie, I don't know about you, but I have every intention on 2020 being a, oh, 2020, perfect vision. Do you love that? That's true. You're right. We do say 2020 as in perfect. That's a great vision to have for 2020. Yeah. So I plan on doing it well and doing my best to look at the good things, gain the hope, gain the, the encouragement. So this year is a great one. 
So girls, as we close out 2019, let's focus on the blessings we had this year. Let's learn the lessons that we needed to. But as we go into 2020, let's have that perfect vision. Let's have hope for a good future. Let's trust that God is good and life will be good. And we'll all be living this grit and grace life together. So I think to close this episode with a quote, we should go back to the scripture that we used earlier. Uh, And I think it'll make 2020 a pretty great year. That's in Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Think about what is true and honorable and right and pure and beautiful and respected, and the God who gives peace will be with you. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or streaming the show, be sure to take a couple moments to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss the next episode. You can also share the show with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us. Every week we share all the details on everything we discuss in the episode at thegritandgraceproject.org. We'll catch you on the next one.